Hey everyone, welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. It is so great to come to you today and bring you a message that so many of you have talked to me about through direct messages and through one just talking as a friend. But I'm bringing you today a guest that's been on the show before and a precious, precious friend and a pillar of the community, Liz Nelson. We are talking about trauma and healing. And actually we're gonna throw in some relationship and motherhood in there, but everyone, Welcome to the show, back to the show, Liz Nelson. Yay, thank you for having me. Oh good goodness. morning. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Yeah, it is morning here. Oh my goodness, it's good to have you and have you back. You were here August of 2020. Yeah, it's been During a little that bit. pandemic time and, and what has changed in our life from the time I met you until now. Oh my now, gosh, right? a lot has changed. I mean, worldwide and, and person you know individually yes. a lot has changed for sure and you know what i i we're not laughing at this but i have to t preface this because we didn't talk about this in august of 2020 on the podcast we were very new we were just eight months into the show but liz walked into the studio at the time and she had this white just i mean blank stare on her face just staring straight ahead and on it i just met her um and she said I just found out I was pregnant. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. I guess we, we should have talked so about fresh. that. I don't know, but I know oh that you found out you were pregnant yes. with your third baby my boy. My third baby, it was a surprise and I was so exhausted <laughs> and I had, you know, scheduled a recording with you and I said, okay. <laughs> here we go let's do this let's do my best but i just was overwhelmed sure. with so many things at that time and so again a lot has changed a <laughs> there's lot been has a lot changed. of growth a lot of change almost three years ago so mm -hmm. you have three beautiful babies yes, a fabulous husband yes um you know y'all go back and listen to liz nelson it was we were talking about the power of community at the time because mm -hmm. you at that time very very involved in the community mm -hmm. we were trying to figure out how to rebirth the community yes. with the pandemic um but you know what things level out don't they yeah they do so we are talking today liz so many people ask me about this about trauma i have shared with you my trauma i have shared it on the podcast mm. Uh, trauma is something I think a lot of people go through and I do have so many questions for you but that and motherhood give us your story well and I kind of told you this before we started I wanted to introduce myself as a guest this morning with the information that this is one point in the Liz Nelson journey my perspective changes often with new awareness and education I do a lot of reading, a lot of communicating with people just to broaden my perspective. Um, so this is where I am today. I am an almost 38-year-old woman. I'm a white woman, a cisgender woman in a marriage with a black man and three biracial children. I am able-bodied and I have lots of privilege. And so um, with the learning that I've done, um, and a lot of it was with equal rights going back to 2020. That's kind of where I was. I needed to understand community more with everything that was going on, um, with the things that were happening nationally and globally. And that's kind of what guided me to this in-depth trauma healing. Um, I have a history of trauma, childhood trauma uh, that had compounded over my life. Uh, and I know you understand that. So many people listening in understand that. But I was hurt a lot as a child, um, history of physical, sexual, and emotional abuse, um, neglected, 
I was diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, and depression as um, a child at five years old. And that PTSD has uh, kind of morphed into complex PTSD with the short-term kind of coping mechanisms that I've used all my life and that just weren't working, you know, Band-Aids kind of patching. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people that, you know, have a history of trauma or going through things, you know, or carrying grief and shame um, can relate to that. You know, I'm, I'm trying to fix this. I'm trying to just survive. And um, with the climate of things now being so stressful, you know, with money and um, everything else going on economically and, you know, with the violence and the war happening, globally. Um, I think a lot of people are trying to figure out quick fixes just to keep going and to provide for themselves and their families. And it's, it's a really heavy, difficult thing. Um, and it wasn't until right before I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> and for me, this is so meaningful for, you know, for somebody else, this might not feel or sound as impactful as it truly was for me. Um, but right before then, I, I started to notice the year before 2020 that I was struggling at finding success. And it was not just with projects or with my career in nursing or, you know, doing events and promotions with people. I, I was not able to connect my dots and make things work the way that I was dreaming or hoping that things would work. And I, I just couldn't understand that, but I kept slapping those band-aids on and saying, okay, I know I can try this and this, and this is how I fixed things before so that I could find new endurance and keep going and going. But I was just exhausting myself. And I think it was the beginning of June of 2020 I just hit a wall and I remember sitting on the edge of my bed and we have a window door to our patio and I was just looking out and praying, I'm Christian and just praying and, and I just said, you know, God, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. I, there's so much pain bubbling up and then, you know, on the outside, I was finding so much frustration and that was painful for me being a people pleaser. Um, being hyper aware, you know, these are all trauma responses. I just, I wasn't finding the success, like I said, which equated to love that I needed and, and so desired. And I said, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And I truly at that point, I was having suicidal ideations. And the message that I received very shortly after, um, was God telling me, I chose you for this and I have purpose for you. And that I heard that so directly. And I remember just being so fearful and you know, the, the unknown is just, it's difficult for someone who needs control. Um, I think a lot of trauma and abuse survivors feel that need for control because we have this sense of powerlessness that is just like a black cloud that's always hovering over us. And it's just, it's so hard to keep that up in a way, but you just can't get rid of it, you know, that feeling. Mm -hmm. And and, th and then the next month I got a positive pregnancy test. <laughs> <laughs> Let's add hormones and, to this. <laughs> right, oh my goodness. Yeah, and speaking on the hormones, you know, I with my girls, I never really had the emotional aspect um, with being, you know, the pregnancy symptoms. I, I never really felt like, 
you know, people would always say, like, I had that glow, and I was very proud, and being a mother was something I always wanted because I wanted to give a life to children that was very different than the one that I experienced, and that truly was what my purpose always was in the motherhood role, but um, with True, I just <laughs> found that I was, I felt so emotional, and my coworkers at the time and friends just thought, you know, it's the hormones, it's different, yada, yada, even before we knew he was a boy. But retrospectively, you know, it's much more clear mm -hmm. when we're in a different place and have all the experience and new knowledge. Retrospectively, it was just more grief and more fear piling up inside of me. And so I was struggling every day that I was out there trying to be a helper in the community, be a leader, in my job, you know, and as a as a wife, as a mom, as a friend, as a nurse, you know, I I'm an advocate. I consider myself a servant to my family and friends and community and and so that's the face that I was giving, but inside I was just crumbling and that darkness was seeping in and it I just was trying to ignore it and you know, I read this quote and I told Tiffany I had to bring notes with me this time just because <laughs> that's okay. There's so, I'm still I'm still in this learning and healing process and it's something that you have to be dedicated to, you know. I'm going to I mean, let me tell the listeners here and um, the viewers. You have three children. Mm -hmm. You have two girls and the last was a boy. And that was you were talking about that, you know, a boy versus girls mm -hmm. with a hormone. So that's what she was talking about everyone she was talking about. She's a girl, sweet sweet girls. Plus, I do think what you are, you, you were manifesting, you know, at the other time you had suppressed because don't you think suppression is a lot of this and, oh my gosh. and, and suppression with trauma. Let me ask you a question and, and, and I interrupted you, but suppression, is there a time that you forgot what happened to you? Or was it just, you know, for me and, and with the the years and the different talk therapists that I've worked with, um, the understanding that I have come to is that with that suppression, I had a ton of disassociation. Mm -hmm. And I really, um, this was very evident after I was adopted, you know, from age six and all the way through high school, college, I had a lot of um, behavior that was disassociative. And the suppression and the memories, um, so many things and part of this too is being adopted so this is something that we'll, we'll hopefully talk about in another November, series right in yes. november we're talking about adoption For adoption yes. Aware yeah. awareness month mm -hmm. we're trying to change the narrative and give it back to the adoptees because you know the adoption industry which it truly is it's never really been from the voice of an adoptee and so adoptees in the nation are trying to change that and regain rights that we still don't have and so before I had access to my CPS records and my actual birth certificate, I wondered, was this a memory? Was this a dream? You know, it's put, it's all these puzzle pieces that you're wondering about, but you don't have the opportunity to discuss because I went through what the required uh, therapy was for the adoption, the legal adoption process, but I didn't go back to therapy or get into therapy until I put myself in therapy in my twenties and then have since, you know, continued that, that process of rehabilitation and healing. But that whole time, it was just confusion. And I had what we term an invisible adoption. So it was, 
one of those transitions where adopted but don't really talk about it of course there is safety built into that um, and so I had all these thoughts and feelings and and trauma that I just carried around for years and years and years and once I was able to access my CPS records and it took years to get that you know after <laughs> requesting it through the state just a mess and they kind of give it to you in a mess and you have to organize it and work through it that way but a lot of what I thought maybe were dreams were confirmed with my records and so that was you know just going through all new trauma and grief at that time and saying yes this this was actually what happened and re-exposure therapy with a trauma therapist you go through as something that you it's vital in my opinion to adjust how your brain functions and we'll get to this in a little bit, but mm -hmm. how your ingrained brain patterns uh, become more aware to you so that you can redirect things and create new pathways so you're not just sinking yourself further into this dark hole. Mm -hmm. um, and so one, one time I read this quote and it said, when you stop running, everything that you're running from slaps you in the face. And that's the definition of suppression for me, for my wow. entire life, because I knew that that dark, deep pain was inside of me, but I did not want to face it. I did not just feeling the hinge of that inside of me was so difficult to tolerate. Suppressing it was my refusal to face it, mm -hmm. even though that was the key to healing. Mm -hmm. And so I strongly encourage, and this was, you know, one of the biggest reasons why I said, yes, I'm ready to talk about this when, you know, you kind of discuss some ideas about episodes mm -hmm. was because I feel like me speaking and being, I truly have to be courageous in speaking about this. I'm shaking <laughs> and I know like you understand and so many other, mm -hmm. you know, listeners and guests that you have understand as well, but to be able to help empower someone to find that courage or send me a DM and just say, you know, how long did it take you or what did it take for you to get to that point to face the things that happened to you and kind of pull out the most important things and find that inner child and and figure out is there a parallel or can you let go of these certain things so that you can move forward and reignite your light be your own alchemist in that way absolutely you know you were you said something earlier and you and i both ha are dear friends and she's a fabulous therapist stacy danford yes. and um she has talked about this on the show many times grief and shame the most powerful emotions mm. and um i've talked to you about trauma that i've had in my life but grief and shame so when i i'm asking this because do you remember you and i had lunch about a year ago at press cafe oh yes <laughs> and i didn't know about your trauma mm -hmm. and um y'all she got here before the show and i dumped all over her all my trauma <laughs> oh. but um we didn't know about it because um for me, suppressing, I mean, I knew it was there, just like you're saying, bring out that inner child. If we would have talked about it, I would have understood where you were because we were trying to help discover you and what direction you needed to go and, you know, your stay-at-home mom and where you need to be. And, and I... Um, you know, I have watched you. I watched you like oh, I watch you like you're my baby sister um, through social media, and we're friends. But 
knowing something was going on, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Knowing and just feeling it. But do you think that when you and I met, the grief and shame was coming through and you couldn't talk to me because I always was worried about judgment. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? Um, yeah, I mean, judgment is always something that's there, you know, circling back to the people pleasing and how I was conditioned to believe this is how you gain love. You have to look this way. You have to act this way for someone to want to keep you forever and have um, unconditional love. But judgment, not so much for me. I think what I realized in 2020, you know, when I, I was really trying to be an advocate for the voiceless groups or, you know, help with my platform that I created as an influencer and community leader by helping to speak up for people. But I, I wasn't finding that I could truly do that or truly connect with these group of peoples in a really meaningful way because I had not addressed the grief and shame that I had. Um, and, and a really good bell hooks quote is, you know, if, and I had to write it down, I have to look at my notes, but That's I don't, I don't <laughs> want to say it incorrectly, but she said, knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of love. When we can be alone, we can be with others without using them as a means of escape. And I think I had to really be accountable and identify that in myself and take responsibility for how are you going to try to help with healing others or building up others when you haven't fully healed and helped yourself. You still have so much self-loathing and and I, I, I didn't know how to love myself still. And so trying to research and read and, you know, just be a hamster on this wheel trying to figure it out when I wasn't understanding the grief and shame I was carrying, it, it just weighed me down more. And that's not helpful to anyone. You know, I didn't, I didn't have boundaries for myself. I was overworking. And so when we met, I was just confused. You know, I had, I was working so hard to, to better educate myself and, and figure out what the problem was, but I wasn't looking at myself. It's how do I help others? How do I do this? You know, people, please people, please, you know, and after we spoke, I think that sort of in the next few months was was kind of hello mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like it's time to change something you're getting triggered daily now by things you have to stop it's time to slow down and i shared that a lot on my you know instagram story be still was was a theme that just coming up kept coming up and finally i made the decision to leave my nursing job that was very difficult for me, not only because I, I felt like I had worked so hard trying to find success and um, really help the business I was working with and help every single person that I touched, whether an employee there, a colleague at, a, at a, another place or the patients coming in. But I wasn't able to do that. And I had to say, I've, I've got to be home. We had lost childcare at the time. So just the timing was perfect and it just developed beautifully for me to be able to say, I have to be home with my family. I need to take care of my kids. I've got a responsibility there as a mother, as a parent, as a wife to help support my husband. 
and and so I came home and that's truly when the work hit because True was still an infant at that time so I had more opportunity to read and slow down and you know be in nature more and really got into the the Huberman Lab podcast and working with Stacy Danford you know neuroscience and figuring out the transition from all the talk therapy that I had done all the re-exposure therapy and using EMDR and all the other therapy modalities that mm -hmm. are out there that are truly so helpful to work through your trauma. But that my next step was taking action. So truly, you know, like Stacy says, truly understanding the organ that controls so much of our thoughts. I mean, it, our brain doesn't care about us. Like she always says, mm -hmm. your feelings are not facts. So I wanted to take accountability, take responsibility for, yes, validating my feelings and honoring what my body needed inside and out, but also taking control and making the adjustments that I needed to become healthier so that I can help others in whatever they're doing and however I could help them with the gifts that I've been given and have learned. Do you look at your trauma Obviously, you have a learning. I mean, you, you're, you're learning yourself. You're discovering a new self. I, I created this quote myself. But, you know, things that in my life, I have a patchwork quilt, and I am a patchwork quilt, mm -hmm. and there's so many beautiful, beautiful squares. There's so many beautiful. But there's some that are really ugly. <laughs> but they're still on that quilt, yeah. you know? Um, and that's how I identify myself because I think um, w what I went through really makes me who I am today. Mm -hmm. Did I want to be abused? Did I want that? No. But I really think it makes up who I am. Mm -hmm. Are you in that place of that's who I am and I you're you're helping other people. You know that, right? You you are helping other people. I mean, we're not appreciative that we went through this, but <laughs> Do you see now that this is your, this is part of your, your fiber, your being and that it is now you can take this and help people? Are you, are you there yet? I think I'm getting there. Um, it's, it's really powerful for me and it chokes me up every time because everybody has grief and I feel like this, this generation is, is incredible to me because we are supporting being empathetic and we are supporting mindfulness and critical thinking and that's sort of become the expectation which i i love that about our generation mm -hmm. and i'm full support of that um it's all about the learning curve right i mean that's with us as individuals as parents as friends etc um but i think having the understanding that yes this is a part of me and being able to answer that lifelong question that i had why did i go through this why do I have to carry this around and deal with it? There has got to be some purpose for this. And my friend, Sarah, she, she has said, you know, for as long as I've known you, you are always searching for a purpose, searching, searching, searching. And, and I, tr and that's a part of me and who I am. And I think, um, that's my light and that's what keeps me ignited is searching for a purpose. And I think that's, helping others in, in finding more compassion and helping people to understand, to be compassionate. And that is identifying the grief in each person and seeing that as part of our shared humanity. You know, you said my trauma is very different from yours, but there's so much commonality in finding that intersect, like I talk about so often, 
is very valuable and i think that helps people to kind of calm down and release the distractions of you know wanting control or power you know whatever the case may be and it reminds us we're just two humans here in this life together and i think having that answer for my why did i go through this is sacred to me because i'm able to adjust my perspective by you know sitting in all these different seats at the table I can connect with different people because of that patch on my quilt. And I'm just so appreciative of that. And I know that I've got a lot of learning ahead of me still moving forward, but this is where I am now. And um, I, I just plan on growing more and, and hopefully spreading more love and compassion and light. And that's what you're doing. You, you see that. I mean, can you see that? Because often our feelings and our emotions are diluted mm -hmm. with trauma do you see that i think i see that i mean i hear it and i'm always so grateful um for that but i think i'm still sort of searching for that for myself too my own validity um morgan harper nichols talks about illuminating your story and this is a part of my healing journey by sharing this part of my story it's very scary because yes the judgment and and i do worry about you know people who are not understanding or if i you know something i say triggers somebody you we do get those messages you know on social media of of people being very angered and, and it's hard to physically calm yourself and be able to respond in a way that's not a trauma reaction sure. or or anything and um i'm working on that i'm not there yet mm -hmm. uh but i'm i'm hopeful to get there and that's part of me being a mom is it's so important for me to grasp this um especially having daughters my son it's, it's a, a different relationship you know moving forward and, and helping him um to become a, a strong man that is in tune with himself and so that he can help care for others in a very respectable and compassionate way but my girls especially as as women and um i feel like and in my experience we carry a lot of extra um they have very tender hearts like me um and i want to protect that with them and so i feel like part of my working hard on myself is so that i can be able to communicate and model in a way to my kids so that they can have self-love and self-respect so much for themselves that they are then able to create a reserve to help others and hopefully change things for the next generation and i agree 100 percent about that i do and i you know children if if your children went through this um and they're, they're not you know um but some type of trauma you just want to take it away for sure yeah but what i'm going to do is i'm going to have you back next week because i want to talk and dig in a little deeper with our children and our friends and our relationships with trauma Absolutely. so um tell everyone that's listening now how we can find you you can find me on instagram it is the handle fw liz diane and i love to you know, get to know people and you are welcome to send me a direct message. Um, if you ever have any questions or if you need tips on anything, I'm here or just here to listen. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us and I'll see you again next week. Thank so you. everyone, 
please go to YouTube. We're trying to get up in that YouTube world. Rate and review this and tell us what you want to hear because that's why we're here today. I am listening to you. And everyone, have a wonderful day and keep being fabulous.